0: off again. I'm telling you. You know, some folks just in a habit of sitting close. Everybody else who wasn't already in the habit, just get on back. I'm with you. I hope you had a good day. I hope your heart is clean. And if it's not, hopefully you're doing what it takes to get it that way. It's amazing, absolutely amazing when you when you begin to think about stuff like that. And I, you know, I just as I told you this morning, if you were here, I, you know, this week especially, obviously as I prepared to preach this morning just that stuff was on my mind how's my heart and um and it's amazing what god will will begin to do in your heart even some stuff you know that you said you know it's not a big deal but there is such freedom in having a a clean heart before god and before other people and i I hope that you'll take hold of that if if maybe you, you started today and maybe you confessed something or you gave something or you celebrated something or you forgave something or someone and Hopefully that'll that'll continue. Um, Tonight we're gonna kind of shift gears from what we talked about this morning and 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 talk about something that that's I guess it's not necessarily spiritually profound. You know, there's nothing that you're gonna walk away and think, wow, you know, that just I never thought about that before. I mean, it's just incredible. Probably not gonna walk away feeling that way, right? But but this is something that as it plays out in our daily lives, I think can be one of the most practical things that you can begin doing. And Proverbs has an absolute ton to say about the way that you operate with other people and, and how you, you respond to them and, and, and what your relationship with them is like and so on. All right? So before we get into that, I had Jeremy go and run a few copies off just to kind of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a ton of stuff tonight. And I wanted you to be able to kind of keep up and keep a record of it, all right? So Jeremy's got some of our students. They're going to hand to you just a sheet. Uh, Make me think that you're going to follow along, so just take one, okay? If you don't want it, that's okay. Just take one and play along, all right? Uh, But they're going to hand that out. I'll give them a chance to do that, and I'll be back with you. I have one but thanks yeah they are indeed the same I'm sorry well now you have two you got one for a friend how about that all right if you don't have a friend make one and give him one you know you know they're just they're anxious and eager and they 're ready to help and they did it twice, and that 's great it's all right i'll tell you what this this message is going to be so powerful and so contagious we 're going to need that many right yeah, so some of you are laughing at me and i 'm with you it's all right uh the i i um I just got it on paper. There's nothing fancy to what I got for you. Some of you maybe uh, back it up a little bit, get a little closer, maybe a little bit tough to read, apologize. Don't have it on the PowerPoint, so you're just going to have to listen. All right? So anyway, what I want to give you tonight is an overview of Proverbs on how it pertains to how you can be the person everybody wants to talk to. I have people in my life that I absolutely will go out of my way to talk to. And that's not because I'm so great going out of my way to talk to somebody I don't know. There are people that I know and love that I can't, I can't stand not being able to talk to them. Uh, one of them was, was my youth pastor. His name is Kerry Jones. And, and Kerry is a guy that any chance that I get to talk to him, I'd I, I, I soak it up. And he's, he's like that. He's the guy that you can't really get through the crowd to talk to him because everybody wants to talk to him. I don't know if you have somebody in your life like that. that you just, you know, That person was a... Was a great mentor, father figure. Or they, you know, maybe it is your your father, your mother, or somebody like that in your life, or just a friend that you just you just got to talk to them. And, and, th- and there's something about them that other people just always are going to them. Um, for whatever reason, they just draw people to themselves. And and I, I want to put before you the fact that it's 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 not how they were born with a certain disposition and personality because. If that were the case, then the people who we say, you know what, I just wasn't born with a really personality like that, then that would be some excuse for us not to follow God's words. It, it can't be that. So there's got to be something more. And, and what I want to give you tonight, as I said, is just an overview. We're going to look at a ton of verses, all right? So buckle your seatbelt, get ready to drink from a fire hydrant. We're, we're, we're going to do it, okay? So we're just going to roll through this. You might look at that and say, oh, my goodness. You had four points this morning—guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy—and you backed it up with four remedies. And we went long this morning. I can count; that's more than four. And it's getting dark. All right, so we're going to roll. Are you with me? So hang on—we're going to roll here. So I want you to take a, take a look at it again. These are in no particular order, okay? Except basically just how they wound up in the scripture, according to chapter and verse, and then there's some together and all that. So. If you, if you got your Bible, get it open to Proverbs. We're going to start in chapter 10, and we're going to work our way toward the end. So just get ready to turn pages, okay? Understand, we are going to be right there. Here we go. You ready? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19. It says, When words are many, sin is not absent. Another version may say sin abounds, or sin is unavoidable. But he who holds his tongue is wise. Look at chapter 13, verse 3. He who guards his lips guards his life, but he who speaks rashly will come to ruin. Just keep flipping. You see the scripture references on there, 1728. Even a fool is thought wise if he keeps silent and discerning if he holds his tongue. You heard the old saying, better to everybody just think you're a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt whatsoever. That's kind of where that comes from. Chapter 18, verse 13. He who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. 19.27. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. And then finally in chapter 29, verse 20. Do you see a man who speaks in haste? There is more hope for a fool and for Him. So here's the takeaway. I'm going to give you the verses. We're going to read through them. I'm not going to try to expound a lot on them because from Proverbs, most of these verses are very obvious. So I'm just going to try to give you the verses. We're going to read them. I'm going to give you the takeaway. Here's what you can go and do with what you just heard. Right? So the, the first one is talk less, listen more. You want to be that person that, that people are just drawn to. Talk less, listen more guarantee you the people in your life that you want to be around most listen to what you have to say they listen they take the time they've got plenty of time for you they'll listen they're not always interested in just talking now granted you have healthy conversation it goes back and forth and i'm not saying that if you want to be that kind of person that you should just close your mouth and never say a word and everybody will just flock to you because you just listen and listen and listen understand there's a balance here okay so don't don't try to read in too much to what i'm saying but but talk less and listen more where there are many words sin is unavoidable so we would do ourselves well just to talk less in the first place but if you want to be the person everybody's coming to and and you want to be the person that's valued and so on and have a great relationship talk less listen more now look at chapter 11 verse 1 I'm going to flip back a little bit so we're gonna we're 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 coming on. The Lord abhors or hates dishonest scales, but accurate weights are His delight. Okay, now, what does that have to do with our relationships? The takeaway on this one is play no favorites. Play no favorites. I had a great, great, great relationship with my youth pastor. But one thing he taught me, and when I became a youth pastor, I tried to put it into play, was that everybody felt like they were his favorite everybody you know why because he didn't give me more time based upon who i was just because of who i was and neglect somebody else who maybe needed to talk to him at that moment he didn't play any favorites bible says the lord despises dishonest scales playing favorites giving more to one and not enough to the other and and playing favorite games and so on with people and So play no favorites. We can read right through that. Most of the time we can tell when somebody's just kind of looking past us to get to someone else they really want to talk to. One of the greatest insults I ever heard hurled on a person was said about them that they're always looking for the next person. And I thought, man, I hope that's never said of me ever, just because I don't want to be talking to you and constantly just kind of looking and seeing who's next. I don't want to do that. Nobody wants to be around that person. So don't play favorites. I don't know how that plays out in your life. I don't know what your family's like right now, and I don't know who your favorite is. But you want to have more of a healthy family? Just try it. Try not playing favorites for a little while and see what happens. Chapter 11, verse 25. A generous man or generous person... Will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Verse chapter 19, verse 6. Many curry favor with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of a man who gives gifts. Now I'm not saying you should go out and buy your friends. They're probably not your friends to begin with. But the truth remains to be generous. Be generous. Nobody likes to be around a stingy person, ever. Nobody does, except that stingy person. They like to be around themselves. They can have all their stuff. Nobody can touch it. And that. Be generous. You want to be somebody that people like to be around. You want to see your relationships get healthier. Be generous. Now, you, you may say, well, okay, you told us to give this morning. Here you go again. Not going to have anything. Define what generous is and go do it. Yes, it has to do with money. Yes, it has to do with your time. Yes, it has to do with your energy. Yes, it has to do with, you know what, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to invest in this person. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to listen to this person. Be generous. Let's just see what happens. Chapter 11, verse 13. A gossip. We don't have any of those in here. Thank goodness they're all at some other church. Right? Okay? Nobody say anything? Some of you have already fallen asleep. A gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person or man keeps a secret. And then verse chapter 17, verse nine, "He who covers an offense promotes love, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. When in doubt, keep your mouth shut. When in doubt, keep your mouth shut. I have to tell myself this all the time. You know what? I don't know if I should really say anything about it. Then don't. I don't know if that person really wanted me to tell that. Then don't. I don't know if that's going to be real beneficial. Don't say it. I mean, it, Proverbs, I, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, this this series for me is is helpful just because it's so practical. And it's, you know, you just take it and go do it. It's pretty obvious. When in doubt, just keep your mouth shut. Man, uh, how many times have we have we said something and? And later on, it comes back to bias, and we just think, like, "Oh, I just wish I'd have kept my mouth shut and not said anything." So when in doubt, keep your mouth shut. A gossip, it says, or, or someone who repeats a matter. Well, I was just you know kind of catching them up. I mean they weren't at church, they didn't know what happened, you know And, and, and we're great about this as Christians, of putting into the form of a prayer request, which is just the best, you know and, and, uh, and I haven't noticed that around here. I will compliment you all on that. I just want you to know that. I've not noticed that around here in our prayer times on Wednesday nights. The prayer requests have not been gossip sessions. And I've been in places where they are. And, you know, but I just need, they just need prayer because of this and this and on and this and this. And he who keeps the matter quiet covers it with love. I mean, understand, when you don't repeat something, it's a sign of your love for that particular person. But if you want to keep it going, then you're going to separate, the Bible says, close friends. You're going to do some damage. When in doubt, maybe keep our mouths shut. We just stop there, and some of us would have a whole lot to work on this week. I'm, I'm with you. Chapter 13, verse 14. The teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. I've mentioned this before on a Sunday night. Speak life, even when you instruct. Even when you instruct, think about what you teach to other people. Perhaps your kids, your grandkids, your friends, your neighbors, what, what just that you're instructing them. Sometimes we say, you know what, I, I just had to, they just had to know. I mean, it was, it was just a difficult situation. I had to tell them what I thought. The Bible says in chapter 13, verse 14, the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life not a fountain of death. It's not something that crushes people. Even in your instruction, even in your teaching, speak life. There's a way to do that and still get your point across. I'm sure that we've all seen people who they were right on. They were right on, speaking the absolute truth. But they were just mean. Just mean. And then there's other people that we say, Wow, yeah, you're right. And you receive it because of the way that they spoke it. They spoke it with a life-giving sort of message, with an encouraging tone of voice, with your best interest at heart, as opposed to just calling a spade, spade, and saying, that's wrong. There's a difference. Speak life even when you instruct. Chapter 14, verse 5. A truthful witness does not deceive, but a false witness pours out lies. And then verse 25. A truthful witness saves lives, but a false witness is deceitful. Two verses very similar. Tell the truth, always, no matter what. Tell the truth. You ever gotten yourself into a, know, a situation where you maybe you didn't really lie, but you just you know mm-hmm, kind of covered this up. I don't know. I mean, think about it. I mean, we've probably all been there at some point or another, and maybe it's been a while. And but if we would simply tell the truth, get in the habit of telling the truth, not only would would we not weave those webs that we can't get out of, but people want to be around that type of person they know you're not going to lie to them they know you're not going to go and say something about them that's eh, you know maybe it's true maybe it's not i just kind of heard this speak the truth all the time always no matter what no matter what you're up against no matter how hard it is no matter if nobody else is telling the truth about that particular person and sometimes we can lie with our silence Sometimes we can lie with our silence because we don't step up and say, "No, no, no. hold on that 's not what I heard and, and get your facts straight that 's not what I heard. Wait a minute i, I didn 't hear that about that I don't, I don't think that's true. so understand, go ahead and speak and speak the truth always, no matter what. Chapter fifteen verse four The tongue that brings the healing that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes. The spirit. Remember that every word counts. Every one of them. Every time I read through Proverbs, there's there's so much about what we say that's that's written there. I mean, just so much, and it just it hits me over and over and over and over again of how important our words are. And some of you have absolutely had your spirit crushed by what somebody has said to you, by a, a parent or friend. You've just been crushed. But others, as we've talked about in here before, you've had your life change for better because your parents spoke life into you. I mean, they they encouraged you. They, they said something. Remember that every word counts. And along with that, just understand this, and, and this is so hard for me because, in a sense, I get paid to talk, you know, and so... This is the, I get paid not only to t- I understand where I'm coming from here, right? I get paid not only to talk in front of you, but talk to you. And then have different conversations. Now, I understand, I, I, when I say get paid, some people are like, oh, that's all you're doing it for. No, don't, don't read into what I'm saying, All right? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be real with you. But the point is, when, when you get in the habit of doing something kind of for your job or for this or, or as a parent, that's what I mean. For my job, that's what I do. I talk a lot to people, you know, at people sometimes, you know, whatever it is with people. And as a parent, I'm, I'm constantly talking. I realize I'm getting behind you guys. I apologize. Um, but, you know, more excuse for you to, you know, not, not pay attention. Um, but I, I, I sometimes fail to remember that every single word I say is something I'm going to be a, accountable for. I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's going to matter. And it's not just, well, I'll just throw something out. It, you know, Nancy can tell you that, that I, I, I absolutely sometimes lose my mind stressing out over what am I going to say on Sunday morning. What am I going to say to this person? Because, not because I'm, partly because I'm a perfectionist, I guess, just to be honest with you, but, but partly because I know it counts. I know it matters, and I want my words to count. I, God has really reminded me of that. And i tell you where I struggle with it. I struggle with it when I'm not around you struggle with it at home you know why because i don't get paid to say encouraging things there (laughs) let's be honest for a second man that's that's where my struggle comes in i don't know about you but i sometimes fail to remember that with my little five-year-old daughter every word counts and hank my three-year-old son every single word counts i'm accountable for it and that's hard sometimes if the comment this morning about, you know what, just give somewhere didn't get you, you know, ready to get rid of me, then, then maybe the fact that I'm not perfect or something, I don't know. You know if you're looking for a reason, you're going to find one. Hopefully, you know, I won't give you too many, but every word counts. I love you. 15, chapter 15, verse 23. A man finds joy in giving an apt reply or proper reply. And how good is a timely word? Here's, the, here, here's where my mind goes with this. You ever been around somebody who they always seem to know what to say right in the moment, every single time, that helps the situation? Now, I'm not just talking about being quick-witted. Right, We've got people that are quick-witted, and they go back and forth with you, and you just kind of you know, bounce around. I'm talking about somebody who they know, I mean, for whatever reason, you go and talk to them, and you walk away thinking, how on earth did they just, I mean, they just fixed it right there, that whatever they had to say was just perfect for me. I mean, it spoke to my soul. And so here's here's the takeaway. That that is absolutely true. How perfect, I mean, how how incredible is a timely word. So the the takeaway is pay attention to the people around you. You want to know how to be timely? Pay attention. You want to know how to speak that life? What's going on in their world? What are they going through? You don't. the way that you, after you pay attention, the way you figure that out is to ask questions. Talk less, listen more, lead with questions. If we all did that, we'd we probably be better conversationalists at the very minimum. And if we really did that, we'd have a tremendous opportunity to have an impact on people. Pay attention to the people that are around you. Every every person in this room, whether you are at work every day or not at work, whether you're uh, you know doing things during the week that put you around, you're, you're around somebody, that maybe pay a little more attention to, and you t- see that relationship change just a little bit. I, I don't know. Chapter fifteen, verse thirty: A cheerful look brings joy to the heart, and good news gives health to the bones. Give out good news. Let's change it up. Let's give out good news. What we hearing a lot of these days? Bad news. You watch the news; they just ought to call it the bad news because there ain't no good news on there. Never. You ever watch the news and hear anything that just man? That's incredible. I feel so much better. No, you watch the news; you're just depressed. You know, golly, our country's falling apart, and we're going to go to war. And we're gonna, I mean, it's just depressing. I mean, it's just, you know, I didn't hear we're going to war. You know, and I'm just, you know, some of you, are we, are we another one? I mean, no, I didn't, you know, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, if you watch the news, it's just depressing. Give out good news. What if there was somebody in your life that, you know what, every time you heard them, they talk about something good that happened. This I'm telling you. This stuff is. I, I, it's not profoundly spiritual and something deep that God's all going to. It's just. It's just do it, and it's real, and it makes a difference. Give out good news. Chapter sixteen, verse twenty-eight. A perverse man. A perverse man stirs up dissension, and a gossip separates close friends. Now we've already kind of talked about this and hit on a little bit, but. But kind of a different takeaway from this: the perverse nature, you know, the perverse man uh, stirs up dissension. So, so the takeaway is, is: understand the power of negativity. It's contagious. Negativity is contagious. Now, I, I don't know what circles you're in. You know, if you're if if you're in with people who like to gossip and stir things up, I and mean, you know, it's just contagious. You be start something, and it's like you know, me talking about a war. Everybody's gonna go home you're in a war. You know, I mean. They'd, But it's contagious. Negativity is contagious. So understand the power of it, that you can stir up dissension. You can separate, close friends. You can have a detrimental effect. Chapter 18, verse 2. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing his own opinions. Give up the last word. Give it up. You ever known somebody who's got one story better than yours every single time you tell one? Does that not drive you nuts? But you know, if we really think about it, we're kind of like that ourselves sometimes. Somebody tells a story, well, hold on, hold on, now wait a minute. Let me me tell you something. Now That's good, but let me, you know, we always got, there's some of what it is about us as humans, we just like having the last word. We just throw those trump cards, you know, somebody else throws down something, and you're like, no, wait a minute, I got one better than that, you know. And we... We, we, we constantly have to have the last word but it says a fool finds no pleasure in understanding or, or listening to somebody else and understanding them a little bit but only in airing his opinion or telling their stories give up the last word I, just try it once I just, I, I'm going to try, try to do that this week somebody tells you a story don't tell one back just see what they do People, we wait on it. We just want to go back and forth. Because they've got another one that's even better than that. When you tell yours, they're going to tell theirs. Just stop and see what they do. You know, I don't know. Chapter 25, verses 6 and 7. Do not exalt yourself in the king's presence, and do not claim a place among great men. It is better for him to say to you, come up here, than for him to humiliate you before a nobleman. What I wrote in my Bible out to the side of this is, don't be a name dropper. Don't be a name dropper. Maybe maybe I I read that scripture incorrectly, but that's what hits me. You know what? You know somebody who can do this or that. Don't be a name dropper. Nobody likes that person. Nobody enjoys hearing about all the famous people you've met and all that stuff. It's great if you've got something that's going to give life to somebody in the middle of that. But don't exalt yourself in the king's presence. And I just thought, you know what? Kind of claiming this or claiming that. Don't be a name dropper. Don't claim more than what's really true. And then it's better for him to say, "Hey, you come up here from a place of humility." Then we're recognized and gain honor, as opposed to him humiliating you before everybody else. Don't be a name dropper. And then, chapter twenty-seven, verse two: Let another praise you, and not your own mouth; someone else, and not your own lips. Let someone else. Our human nature will cry out against this every single time because we're afraid, by and large, we are afraid that nobody will recognize who we are and what we have contributed and what we're good at and what we have done. And as a result, we won't stand on some big platform and thump our chest and talk about how great we are, but we'll find ways to get somebody to ask about what we just did so that we can tell them and then they'll know how great we are. And it's pretty subtle because I would venture to say that most people are not standing there talking and bragging about everything. I mean, that's pretty obvious when you do that, so we're we're better than that. We're a little subtle with it and we just bring it up and say, you know, yeah, and I'll tell you where I sometimes have seen this and, and, and dealt with it is in the, the guys that I'll talk to that play baseball somewhere. And as a result, we'll get to talking about it, and I played baseball as well, and I'll kind of maybe in the past, as I've been challenged by this, I don't do it quite as often as I used to, but sometimes I'll lead the conversation around to where I played high school baseball, and the high school I played for just won another state championship. And we were really good when I was in high school. We won two state championships there. And if I talk to somebody who I know something about where they went to high school and they think they were really good, and I'm like, "Right," <laughs> right. I'll lead that conversation around. They'll ask me about where I went, and I'll just say, PRP. Really? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Really, when did you play? Well, you know Back in the mid '90s, early '90s. Really? Were you on one of those state, Yeah, I was on one of those state championship teams. I, you know, it's just so subtle. I mean, I mean, again, some of you are going to think less of me, but I'm just telling you the truth. Maybe it'll resonate with you. That's that's the subtle nature of this. Let someone else praise you. Practice it this week. Just see what happens. All this can be summed up. You turn to the book of Philippians. All the wisdom in Proverbs points straight to the person of Jesus Christ. All the wisdom of the Old Testament, everything builds up to the person of Jesus Christ. And it's summed up in his life. And what Paul says about him in Philippians chapter 2 is absolutely, absolutely, I think, just dead on. Do nothing, Paul says, chapter 2, verse 3, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourself. Each of you should not only look to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And he goes on to to talk about and explain how that was the very attitude of Jesus Christ. You might say, well, that's a lot of stuff on one piece of paper, and I'm not sure I can do all that. Then start with the summation of it, which is consider others better than yourself. You want to be the person everybody is just drawn to, and they can't get enough of being around you for some reason? You want to be able to have that sort of impact, that platform, so that you can have influence on people and and understand that's the whole point. Why do you want people to talk to you? So maybe God will open a door and you'll be able to talk with them about an issue in their life and lead them ultimately to Jesus Christ. You want to start, you want to be able to do that, consider others better than yourself. Let that be your mantra this week. Let that be your guiding principle. Maybe you'd say, you know what, I'll go down this sheet and I'll just be reminded of some other things. But how can I start with just the one big one? Consider others better than yourself. Take the attitude of Jesus Christ, who showed up, and, and he was God in human flesh, and could have just smoked everybody when he showed up. They didn't follow him. But he took on the very nature, it says, of a servant. And just think, if we follow that, we'll have the opportunity for influential relationships. We probably won't be so lonely. There's more people to be around us, and that'll help. Give it a shot this week. Again, I know that's not something that you can take and say, wow, I've never heard any of that before. But I hope that maybe a fresh look at it, maybe a list of things all in one little piece of paper will just kind of help you and say, you know what, I'm going to give that a shot this week. The wise person, the wise person is somebody that people want to be around. Wise people practice these things. And as we look at this series this month, maybe we'll just put some of these in practice and gain a little ground on getting some wisdom. We're going to close with a song. I want to pray for us just that some of these things will be able to to sink in. And uh, Maybe there's a particular one of these that that you need some prayer for or want to deal with. I'd certainly be happy to talk with you as we close today and pray for you and, and see if there's something that maybe God will do in your life. So. Let me, let me pray for us, and then we'll stand and, and close in a song, and then we'll be dismissed uh, with prayer right after that. All right, let me pray for us. God, thank you so much for just the practical nature of your word, that it, it is, it's not over our heads, that it's something that you want to speak directly to us, to our hearts and to our lives so we can do something with it. And God, uh, I, I personally, I just thank you for that, because I, I, I need you to be that. I, I need you to be practical and, and help me understand and so thank you for that and so god as we go from here and maybe we're thinking about this morning and, and having our hearts clean and maybe we're thinking about tonight and and just trying to be that person that that everybody wants to talk to maybe we maybe we put these things into practice help us to have the courage to do it and and to to maybe just start with one this week and keep moving forward thank you for the the great people at elm grove church pray your blessings on them God, as we close just by singing to you, would you stir our hearts to go out and to be wise and to live for you? In Jesus' name, amen. you would, stand. Let's close. 295. 295.